we're back legionnaire podcast this is our second one in a day this will be spaced out a little bit better but uh part three the dark knight trilogy we are coming up now on the batman and uh as we said i am joined with my lovely co-host callahan hello 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 but uh, also we brought on our not only just any person not just our friend our best friend but, uh, the man who brought us to the movie back when it came out 10 years ago now, Mr. Drew. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Legionnaire Podcast, for having me on. It's good to see you guys. You as it's well. Good to have, yeah, good to have you. Good to be here. It's been, it's been... a journey. <laughs> it's been, been quite journey. some time. I mean, we'll talk about some Star Wars stuff later, but I mean, you brought us to this movie. This is like... Yep my first Batman movie that I ever saw in theaters, like my Batman awakening. And then my first, I want to say like star Wars movie. I don't know if the Phantom Menace in 3d had come out yet. Cause I know the Phantom Menace in 3d I saw in theaters. Cause we star thought it was somehow different than it was the first time. We're just like, it's in 3d. We'll go see it. And it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't any racing is coming at you. Like, Oh my God, this is awesome. But, um, but yeah, then you took us to the clone wars too. That yes. Yeah. Masterpiece of a movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, if you would have told me that uh, that film was going to spawn, arguably, you could you could argue the most beloved Star Wars story since the original trilogy, I would not. I would have laughed right in your face because uh, mm-hmm. that film was just. I, I mean, no disrespect. I just I, it was so corny. Like it was. Yeah. I just remember getting out of there, and I was like, man, that was. I was like, I just took these two kids to this movie, and somehow I feel like they were too old for it. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't, I, I, I was, that was not what I thought it was going to be at all. Um, no, but I, uh, I come on, it's Jabba the Hutt's baby. You didn't want to yeah. see that? No, Jabba the Hutt did not. Yeah, I'll yeah, I don't know. Love um, but. Yeah, lots changed since then. Um, I, uh, I. Do you guys remember the creepy Joker guy that took yes. his teeth to Cal's face? Yeah, I was like, "What is wrong with dude, this guy?" I was like, "What is going on?" Well, like, well, first I remember being like, "Oh, dude, that's like some great makeup because he had like a totally yeah, Joker like costume," and then he like started creeping over, and like at this point in time, my brother was like totally like balked out, like. Because he was like in the academy, I think at that time for being a police officer, and I remember being like, "Dude, if this guy grabs Cal, Jake's gonna like pummel him. Like, and we're, gonna, we're not gonna see the Dark Knight Rises." And then luckily he backed off. I don't even remember like how he ended up backing off, but like eventually, I think he was like playing a character at first, and then he like yeah. ditched it because we're all like, we all kind of just like stopped for like. This like, is this is weird now, bro. Yeah, like, dude, like you, you gotta calm down. Like Keith died in the last movie. Like <laughs> he's not gonna be in this one. Oh, oh gosh, man. Oh my. I think yeah, because Cal and I, we were at that age where you know we dressed up. You were as Batman. Cal and I just had a GCPD little sticker on my my chest and a black. I do shirt. remember that. I do <laughs> oh remember that. Lord. But yeah, I mean, so you watched, let's just jump right into it. You watched all three movies yesterday. Yep. Cal and I watched, I watched, we've reviewed now the past two. Yeah, I watched the whole trilogy yesterday. And I, um, well, one, it, it's absolutely a game-changing trilogy. Um, 
But you can tell, I feel like, especially after watching the third one, that um, Heath Ledger's passing really hangs over that final film. Um, yeah. It really, really does. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably an insurmountable task at that point without Heath to try and outdo the Dark Knight. Um, they certainly tried. I mean, they really went for it. Um, but ultimately, I, I just think it's really hard for me not to wonder watching The Dark Knight Rises. Like, as I was watching it, I was like, man, I just feel like this would feel and look so differently if Heath was in the picture. I And I'm not even saying that I think that Heath Ledger's Joker would have been the main bad. I, I still think, obviously, Tom Hardy has his place in the film. Um, I don't think... I. I feel like Tom Hardy in some ways, I got the sense that he was trying to not replicate what Heath was trying to do, but he was obviously trying to really get in there, go for something really, really authentic, come up with like this iconic voice the same way Heath did. And it just didn't quite land. I, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, cause I remember when, when the dark Knight came out, like everybody was quoting the Joker and replicating <laughs> the voice and the why mm. so serious and, and all of that. And I felt like when the dark Knight rises came out after that, everybody was just making fun of Bane and making fun of the voice and mocking it. Um, and there are some points in the movie where like, like I was watching it with Chloe and Chloe was like, why is he talking like that? Like, like yeah. I was like, it's he's in pain. He's I, I, I don't know. Because <laughs> like it's just I don't know. Like Tom Hardy's a great actor, and there's still some parts in that movie where you're like, like, dude, when he puts his hand on the guy and he goes, yeah, you feel it, Josh. Oh my Ugh. god, it's you're like, it, like. And I think that's actually probably the issue with it that I have with it. Um, I actually think it would have been better to give Bane very minimal dialogue and let him just be this presence, mm-hmm. you know, just sort of this figure. And then so when he does speak, you really like the hairs in the back of your neck stand up and, and he's really like this, honestly, like this presence. Um, he's like, a monster yeah exactly exactly and i don't i don't know if he if they quite got that with this i also don't agree with having the film take place eight years after the events of the dark knight i don't i don't feel like that lands i i don't know i i get what they're going for and they're really trying to separate the events but i I don't know. I would have preferred. I didn't because it made it hard to to believe like this was an old beat up crusty Batman. Because like mm-hmm. when I watched Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne, I was like, 
Man, he looks fine. Like he doesn't look that weathered and beaten and like and I know they have the scene with the doctor where he's like, You have no cartilage in your knees and you're like all this <laughs> brain damage and, and blah blah blah. Just give blah, him gray blah. hair at least. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. Like I didn't I just I never got the sense that he was this like old beaten man, you know? Like he still yeah. looks just as good as he did in the dark night. And I I actually feel like it would have been more interesting to show us the 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 period of time where like Jim Gordon has to walk that line between actually hunting him and trying to get him, but maybe even working with him a little bit. Like, I think that would have been more compelling, but in the dark Knight rises, we're eight years away from the events. Nobody's seen or heard from the Batman. Nobody's really seen or heard from the Bruce has seen or heard from Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the first 20 minutes, you, you put, you basically sideline Jim Gordon and uh, I don't know. I, um, yeah. Well, that's where, I mean, like I have a problem. Cause like, I love that the way the movies, it's weird. The I love plane how, like, scene. Well, so the plane scene, the opening of the movie, you can't beat that. It's right like now. right away. You're like, Oh, this is a completely like different tone vibe, like from the previous two. And it's just, absolutely, I love it. It sets the tone perfectly in my opinion for that. Absolutely. And I mean, Bane with the iconic line where he's like, no one cared who I was till I put on the mask. It's just, yeah. I mean, I, I love it. And actually I, this is funny. So Cal, Cal always like quotes to me. He's like, Dr. Pavel refused our offer in favor of yours. We had to find out what he told you. So the funny thing is I have, I'm in the class right now. I'm in some data science classes and there's a Russian kid in the classes and i love listening to russian people speak and we're giving presentations in the classes what's this guy's name pavel, pavel. <laughs> i was like i found that out the other day and i was like oh my gosh right when we're recording for the dark night i was like this is perfect timing but um i know speaking to you it lines up but um i just one of the things that i love about batman is like the cops like I love that the cops chase Batman and like he's it seems in this trilogy like they were really quick to trust him. So like I love the idea behind this where when it starts out it's like he's a wanted criminal. He killed Harvey Dent. We need to hunt him down and I they create that cop. What's I don't remember what his name was. John Blake. He, no, no, no. The other one that worked with Gordon. Um uh, Finn, Finn Foley. 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 Yeah. That's the one. Foley. He is like, who do you want to catch these random guys who got hostages of the guy who killed Harvey Dent? And I like I love just like the aspect where it's like the cops are chasing Batman and they're hunting him down. The first half of that movie, the first part of it, I love it. I wanted to see more of that. Like, I wish it stayed where it was like Batman is like an enemy of the state. He's public enemy number one and the cops are hunting him down and he's still like the villain. To me, it just seems like they glossed over it so quickly and they're like, Oh, we're going to something else now. Like, it's just like, it's something that didn't, and Cal may have a different opinion on this, but like, that's just like how I felt. And like, I was like, I wish it, I wish that they still hunted him down. Like he was public enemy. Number one. I agree. Yeah. Like my, I just have an issue with that first part of the movie. It's like with the, after this, cause I love the whole stock exchange sequence up until they ride dirt bikes out of the Gotham stock exchange. I'm like, at what point, in, and like I can suspend disbelief because we talked about this in Dark Knight. Like I like, oh, Joker's got drums of oil underneath. He's got drums of explosives underneath the hospital. It's like fine. You know what? Somebody probably carried that in. I'm like, who yeah. in the hell is carrying a dirt bike inside? 
of a stock exchange to ride out on. But I think the like I agree. Like I like how the cops are hunting Batman, but I think this movie really like I know it's like really fun. Like it was fun in the moment when we first saw it, but like looking back, I think the movie kind of lost where it was going when they took Bruce to the Middle East and they just dropped him in the hole. Hundred percent. I um I I think that the movie lost a ton of momentum. Um, and I, and I got what they were trying to do because they were, they were, if you, if you remove Batman from Gotham and then let Gotham fall into this state of like a literal like war zone, it's, it's literally like a war zone separated from the rest of the country and Batman has to literally rise and build himself back up and, and. I, I got where they were going. It felt like it felt like in Batman Begins and in the Dark Knight specifically, the the emphasis was less on the action and the set pieces in in creating these really beautiful like cinematic moments. Like there are some moments in the Dark Knight Rises, like the the official like return of the Batman, where like he shows up in the middle of that whole chase with the, the dirt mm-hmm. bikes and it's just this shot of his feet and it's it's that sound that and then it slowly comes up and mm-hmm. he pulls the guy's like pack off of him and you're like okay yeah all right like i'm on board like let, like let's go but mm-hmm. there are these other moments that like they just don't make sense to me like like I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt kills it as John Blake. I think he does everything he can to act the crap out of that part and take whatever's there and make it work. And I think there was something really interesting you could have done like if he's actually like like almost like a Tim Drake kind of a thing where he's actually smart enough to find out who the Batman was. Like I would have loved to have seen him like dig into the the night Harvey Dent died and like going over the evidence and like, like really putting it together. And, and actually like, then like when he, it hits him, like, Oh my God, the Batman is Bruce Wayne. And then him knocking on the door and being like, Jim Gordon needs you. And I know you're the Batman, but instead Mm -hmm. it was just like, I was an orphan. You're an orphan. I knew you were the Batman. Like, (laughs) what? Oh, what are you talking about? Yeah, when I was a kid, I saw you show up. You looked dope as hell, and I knew you were the Batman. Like, uh, okay, I, well, I guess that works. I don't that's know. A, that's just, another thing that annoys me too. Is like I hate the cat and mouse, where it's like Bruce is talking with Selena, and he's like, "I have a powerful friend who might be able to help out with this." Yeah. She's like, "Maybe your powerful friend can help out." And he just they do that game back and forth. I'm like. Everyone knows you're Batman at this point. You just just come clean. And she's great, by the way. I think that she is mm-hmm. probably the the best. I mean, I know Michelle Pfeiffer. Like people love Michelle Pfeiffer, and I'm not saying that she's bad. And in, in I guess a lot of people really like that version of Catwoman. This sort of like deranged, hyper sexualized, whatever, and that's fine. I love the 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 femme fatale like jewel thief angle mm-hmm. and I thought she played that perfectly almost like part jewel thief part con artist mm-hmm. like when she does that bit where um um she uh they're in the bar and uh and she's got the congressman just yeah. wasted at the bar in that Hawaiian <laughs> shirt he's so wasted 
And, uh, and she totally plays those guys. And, and, uh, and she has that moment where she's like, I don't know, you did just use this cell phone. And then you can hear the cops pulling up outside. And when the cops come in and she goes from like screaming bloody murder and she's like, help me, help me, please help me. And, and then they, they, they get away from her and she immediately switches back to being like, totally like I was in, I would have taken more of her to be honest with you. I think that was the other thing that was weird is that Batman begins in the dark night. Um, they, they feel like they're better paced movies. They take their time a little bit better. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but it, it just feels like the pacing in those movies are more appropriate. Whereas like Dark Knight Rises has these peaks and valleys where, and then like you said, Cal, they throw him in the pit and then sideline him for yeah, minutes. Yeah. And you're just sort of watching Gotham fall apart. And I don't know. I, I, I would have, I would have had the film take place much closer to the events of uh, Dark Knight. And I would have really drawn out, like you said, Will, the, the, the cops going after him. And then, you know, Jim mm-hmm. Gordon having to walk that line, Blake figuring out who he is. And I think you can do all of that and then introduce Bane and, and do all the things that you wanted to do with this film. It just feels like it's an, an oddly paced movie to me. I, that was how I felt watching the whole trilogy is I was like, this one just sort of is off just feels a little off. It just feels a little clunky at moments. Also the, that's uh, the, uh, the Talia Al Ghul stuff doesn't suck to me. Just doesn't, Mm-mm. you know who she is pretty. If you have any, any sort of, I think vague understanding of Batman or, or that universe, you probably know who she is going into it. And so the, the reveal really isn't all that surprising. So I don't know. I it's it's she is the weakest performance in the movie too in my opinion yeah. she doesn't have anything to do I don't think it's definitely the weakest performance but what does she do she stabs like, him and gives the worst yeah. monologue in all yeah movies. and she she draws it out while Jim Gordon is crawling his way on the <laughs> yeah. semi I if, if she had not done that and just hit the button she would have ended everything but but she's given Gordon all this time to get to it I mean yeah. this is something that I I had said and one of you can like interject here but um I I was just thinking and I was talking to my roommate while we were watching this last night I had just said I was like if you get the president involved in a Batman story and it doesn't involve Superman or the justice league, I think you might be going a bit too big for Agreed. a Batman story. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like Batman's supposed to be like real, like people like say the dark Knight trilogy and Nolan's trilogy is like, it's grounded Batman. And it is, but I mean, you have international terrorists holding a city hostage for not just like a week or two. It's like with a thermonuclear bomb. Exactly. They're, they have a nuclear bomb in the city and it's kind of like, I mean, here's what I'll say. The movie's a lot of fun in my opinion. I, I had a blast watching it and like, mm-hmm. it definitely hasn't held up as much as I remember being when I was a kid, but I mean, yeah. it's, I, I, it's just like, we might've been going a little too, too high of expectations here. Like going into this movie. And I think that's all that was ultimately like, so I felt like with Batman begins and the dark Knight, the emphasis was on the characters on really fleshing out um, what 
like so when I when when I look at Batman Begins in the Dark Knight, I guess I feel like I understand what Batman's journey is in both of those films. Um, I don't really know, like what what was the lesson that Bruce Wayne had to learn to to get what he needed out of this one? Well, like, it, like was it that? that he thought that he needed to be without fear, but it's actually the fear that, that makes him stronger. Like, like, was that it? Cause like, I think is, so. that, is that the lesson? And if so, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that got fleshed out as well as like the other, the, 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 the previous two films did. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, I have an issue with character like because like that, that's basically the thing that he does learn because like it's the the doctor in the pit who doesn't speak a lick of English until right before Bruce gets out. And then he, he realized, oh, he's fluent in English. It's like, OK, well, I don't know why we had to do that right now. <laughs> it's like he's like, think of that. He's like oh, the child in the crime without the rope. It's like, <laughs> when were you going to start speaking English earlier, homie? You like were speaking in your native language and then you just decided oh, like. Ah, you have to climb. There's the fear. You do not fear death. You need to fear. It's like what? When? Well, and that, yeah, and so I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't get the sense that Bruce Wayne wasn't without fear. I don't know. I, I guess, especially after losing Rachel in the events of the Dark Knight. I, I don't know. I guess. Did that change in the eight years he was gone? I, I don't know. I, I just thought of this because Cal is talking about the rope and it kind of bums me out now. Bruce Wayne is like built like a brick shit house. Yeah, he a hundred percent could have just grabbed on the rope and climbed his way up, just yeah. like doing like pull ups all the way up instead of needing to make the jump. Like, because the rope is holding on to them, like when they're jumping off that like ledge, and like they're falling like. 50 60 70 feet all the yeah. way down until like the rope catches him he totally could have just been like doing pull-ups all the way up to the Absolutely. top and made his way out now that i think about this. okay i gotta ask you to something so like th- th- there's obviously stuff about the movie that does bother me and we've discussed that um there's one thing that i've heard from several people um and chloe even brought it up last night and it, it it has never bothered me, um, but do you, so he gets out of the pit right, and mm-hmm. he starts descending down the mountain, and you can see the city in the background, and then it cuts, and it cuts to Gotham, and then like the cops are about to make their move because the bomb's about to go off, and then there's that thing with uh, Selena Kyle, she takes on those two guys that are harassing that kid for stealing an apple or whatever, and then all of a sudden <laughs> Bruce comes walking out. And Chloe looks and she goes, how the hell did he get there? And I was like, well, he's, he's Batman. And she's like, wait, so they're not going to show you how he got all the way back to Gotham. I was like, he probably stowed away on a plane or a, a boat. Or something. He's Batman. He figured it out. I don't know. He's, he's freaking Batman. Of course he's there. He needs to be there. Like, like there are certain logic things in comic book movies that do bother me. And like just in geek movies in general, I think there needs to be a loose structure of rules that you need to follow. But I don't know. Like the, the idea that Batman wouldn't like hustle his ass and get halfway across the country just like doesn't bother me. Does that bother you guys? Like, cause I've talked to other people that are like, 
Oh, so he just happened to make it halfway across the world back to Gotham after getting out of the pit. And the whole time I was like, yeah, he probably snuck. He's a ninja. He probably snuck onto yeah. a plane or something and snuck onto a boat. And there he is. I don't know. That's never bothered me. I was just curious if it bothered you guys. Yeah, I didn't have an issue with that. I mean, it's just like, I don't know, because he's, he's Batman. It's just, just a classic line everybody uses, like, because he's Batman. I don't know. He built know. that status where, like, you can just say he's Batman. Like, he gets like the ultimate like get out of jail free card because he's Batman. It's like, yeah, he just does that stuff. Like, I it just, just happens. Like, 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 he's like, how, how did he get there? And I just was like, because he's Batman. He's, exactly. he's Batman. That's what Batman does. He figures exactly. it out. He's the world's greatest detective. I don't know. He's got a good travel agent. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what are you gonna do? I, the one thing that these three movies I think do great is like, and that lets them stand out from the other like comic book movies that exist is these movies feel definitely tailored around the villain. Like they definitely feel like they actually like, like Nolan sat down and he was like, even with like crane, even though crane wasn't like the main villain in Batman begins, he still sat down and he was like, all right, I'm going to flesh out like his motives like a little bit and just like give him a little bit more just like of an idea. We, we don't need to give him like a, a character arc, but we can just give him an idea. He did that more with uh, Ray Shuggle, but then clearly the Joker and I mean, even Maroney, Salvatore Maroney had a character arc in the dark Knight. You see yeah. that. I mean, and with this then too, it's like, you see it within Bane, you see it, with Talia, kind of, I guess, but like uh, the whole relationship between Bane and Talia is like he loved me. I'm like, bro, he was like 25, and you were like six when he saved you. Like, there's something inherently wrong with that. No wonder your dad kicked him out. He's like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, a hundred percent. I didn't even think of that. That's so weird. Yeah, it was goofy. And but his I mean, whole thing with the, with the trigger man, I still can't. He's like, the, I, there's one of you holds the trigger, and the identity of the trigger man is a mystery. And it's like, okay, <laughs> where we go with that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, she just sat on that for months and didn't do anything. She was like, okay, whatever. I'm gonna blow it up now, right before it detonates due to time. But whatever. Yeah, I think ultimately it felt like in this particular film, Nolan was more focused on what can I do with IMAX cameras and how can I, you know, basically enhance the like the scope of this film and make it bigger than what it was in the in the Dark Knight. And um, I think that that happens a lot of times with in in, in trilogies in general that you just keep trying to make things bigger and bigger and bigger. And then the little things in between get sort of lost. And um, yeah, it's, it's definitely not bad. It, I definitely think it does put a good button on the trilogy. I personally, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think it does satisfy the trilogy. Um, ultimately though, it, I can't imagine the uphill battle it was to write something without Heath Ledger's Joker in it after quite literally the performance of the century. I mean, that performance changed comic book movies forever. There was supposed to be a scene with him. I I saw this on YouTube. It was something like someone had a discussion. I don't know where they found this, but like it was supposed to be like Heath Ledger is supposed to be the, or uh, Heath Ledger. The Joker is supposed to be the last prisoner in Blackgate prison. And like Bane was supposed to be going through letting people out. And they didn't let him out. And Batman would go have like a Hannibal Lecter scene with the Joker being like asking him like, how do you like, how do I take this guy down? Like, how do I deal with this? And like the Joker is like helping him in a manner, but like 
so like he's a side he doesn't like have a role in the movie but he's still present and that's the thing is like you don't you don't have that scene with bane that you had with like the joker in the interrogation room in the dark night mm-hmm. like that's the movie like that scene and then the hospital scene with harvey dent that's the movie all the other stuff, the the action sequences and, and the combat and, and all the special effects, that's just that's just icing on the cake. But like the actual cake, like the actual good stuff, it's those two scenes. And you just mm-hmm. the only scene that you have in the Dark Knight Rises that kind of kind of gets there is when he's on the dance floor with Selena Kyle. And it's yeah. great because he's in his Bruce he's he's I love it. Everybody in the whole place is wearing a mask except for Bruce Wayne because that is Bruce Wayne's mask. He is mm-hmm. actually the Batman. So, like, I, I love that. And when she delivers that line, I, I can't remember what it is specifically, but she was like, um, how you could leave so little for the rest of us. Um, oh, how you could live so large and leave so little for, so the, rest little for the rest of us. And she leans in and she says it in his ear and you're like, oh, that's kind of the movie like Mm -hmm. that and i don't know i feel like you needed one more good one-on-one moment like that um Mm -hmm. we just didn't get it i uh, you brought up like the action and i kind of because cal and i sort of like talked about it when we talked about the dark knight but like i the choreography for the action i think when i was rewatching it in my opinion it wasn't the best i go back and i watch it and like you can see like he no one like edits and like cuts it so it's like it's not supposed to be like clear like you know like you're watching marvel fights and like you can see them it's like the camera's like clearly just focusing on them it's not cutting much and this it's like edited so it's like it looks like batman's like the stealth ninja and like he's just kicking ass but with this i mean I feel like it reached its peak, just not good choreography fighting in this movie. Cause like the fight with the first fight with Bane in the sewers, I think was stellar. It was, was a really awesome. solid fight. Yes. I, I think that's the best fight in the whole movie. But then like later on when you have like the cops versus the cops versus the, the thugs, like the other henchmen and they had like, guns. How did they shoot? All the, why did they just shoot all the cops? Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I've, and that's the other thing is so like, I don't know. Everybody likes everybody likes superheroes sometimes for different reasons. Um, and everybody, I, I don't know, like the thing that you can like Batman for a lot of different things. There's lots of things that Batman represents. I guess on just like a, a story level, I like Batman stories because they feel more personal and more intimate. They don't, they're not usually unless he's with the justice league he's not usually fighting on this like grand epic scale of like war i'm not saying that those stories don't exist they 100 do and there is a place for that batman but when i'm going to the theater to see batman like i don't know i expect more personal one-on-one journeys i guess so to speak Mm -hmm. that's why i'm really looking forward to the batman because that Mm -hmm. feels like a i don't want to say small scale because i don't think the scale is small i just feel like it's more intimate it's more Mm -hmm. grounded it's probably another word you could use it's just it's more specific it feels more true crime i don't know you you 
I really like the detective elements of Batman more than I like the combat. The yeah. combat, that kind of thing. I'm not saying I don't like it. I think it's sweet, but like, I don't know. I mean, so like that being said, like Matt Reeves's combat from the trailers that I've seen, this looks like the most physical, brutal Batman, like Arkham, true combat Batman. It's like, this looks phenomenal. Yes. But um, I wanted to say there's three things that you just said there that I had picked out in my head. Um, and I'm forgetting all of them. Great. Oh, the thing. So like you're talking about like Batman, like fighting crime and that stuff. And Cal has gone on to say. Cal, who's Batman's original? Like, what was his original motive to become Batman? It's to fight organized crime. Yep. This is him fighting like international terrorists in this. And I think that's where it gets a little too like too grand of like it's like scheme where it's like he's fighting like these people who the whole subplot with Daggett Industries completely confuses me in this movie like i like they're like we did some mining thing in south africa and we completely destabilized the continent of africa or some whatever <laughs> happened i don't know what it was about but then like they try to do the same thing in gotham and but it was bane's plan all along because he was just taking advantage of daggett industries i don't really understand that it was hard for me to follow at 21 granted i am pretty dumb so <laughs> i mean like it happens but um you were talking about then I, this is a wake I because I'm I wrote three notes for this entire movie. That sure. being this movie is a ton of fun, but it's really big. I love the it first half. And then the third thing was Catwoman leg. Just because Catwoman always uses her leg in the movie. Yeah. The leg was always like getting <laughs> kicked up and like I like counted. I was like, it's only like four times she kicked her leg up, but it's weird that it's happened like four times now in this movie. <laughs> yes. It's more but, than the average person goes around kicking things. Yeah. But I mean, that being said, Zoe Kravitz looks perfect. Her, I said, before you joined, I said to Cal, I was like, her and Robert are totally like dating on the side. And they're yeah, like, I mean, because they have a believable relationship. Well, that's that was, I mean, a huge part of the screen test was their chemistry. Like when they got across from each other and started reading, it sounds like the, the, the producers on the other side of the table were like, uh, oh, okay, cool. All right. Uh, well, this is it. Uh, <laughs> thank you for coming. And, uh, you guys need to make a gajillion dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. I, this new Batman, uh, the Batman sounds like they're the whole emphasis is supposed to be on the detective element and, the psychological element to Batman, which I've, I've, I don't know. Uh, He's the world's greatest detective. That's, and that's where I find Batman to be at his most interesting, most compelling. Those are the Mm -hmm. more compelling Batman stories. uh, When they play out like detective stories, you know, long form mysteries. Um, I also felt like with the dark Knight rises, now that I'm thinking about it, it just sort of felt like, they were retreading old ground from Batman Begins and then just scaled it up. It was just like, okay, well, he's back to complete what Ra's al Ghul started. And it's like, oh, okay, all right, I guess we can do that. I was, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you guys know that Ben Roethlisberger was in this movie? Yep. Yeah. Dude, I want I the Heinz Ward. I want the Heinz Ward Gotham Robbins jersey. They were selling them for a while. I'm, I'm sure they probably still are. 
I didn't know Roth was, I knew Heinz Ward was because I only remember seeing the trailer and like he gets the kickoff return and he stands behind and I was like, oh, that's Heinz Ward. I was watching with my roommate. He's a big football fan. I like football too. But I mean, I saw Roethlisberger. I was like, dang, he needs to find a, a 12 pack of beer and, you know, some, uh, some <laughs> online adult videos to like get ready for the game. <laughs> so, but, I mean, I guess. Well, I, I, I just like in this universe. This this particular comic book universe, Ben Roethlisberger is the quarterback for the uh, what was it the Gotham? I think the Robins, maybe oh, Gotham Go- Rogues. Rogues, yeah. Ben Roethlisberger's ben Roethlisberger. canon and Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I also like. I know a lot of people hated on it. I kind of liked the subtle Robin thing at the end. I I'm not gonna lie. I I I thought that was kind of cool. Just wasn't like a full on which is more of like a nod like an ode to you know sidekicks of batman do you think know. uh do you think he left him anything cuz i mean like bruce had all this money he had the bat he had the tumbler do you think he was like yeah you go worry about yourself now you're broke you don't have any money you got to worry about being batman <laughs> well the one thing i thought about is i'm like man he, he's probably happy being batman but i imagine he's bored like, cause you like, what crime is there now? There's no more organized crime. You just fought off a warlord, you know. Like, I'm sure the whole like morale of Gotham is like, we're gonna be nice to each other now. That was kind of a lot. We almost had an atomic bomb go off here. We should probably dial it back a little bit, you know. Look yeah. after each other a little bit. I'm sure John Blake was probably just listening to his police scanner, like. God, this suit is so sweet, but I am so bored. There's just nothing to do. Uh, In my head, Canon, it's an alternate universe where he gets drunk and he just shows up to it and parties like, guys, I got the Batman suit. <laughs> <laughs> did you see there was a uh, an interview that uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt did and somebody asked him like, hey, uh, there's uh, rumors that maybe you're going to show up in some of these new uh, DC projects as a Nightwing. Is that true? And he was like, respectfully, I, I don't have any idea what you just said. <laughs> he was like, I don't, I don't know what any of that means. It's <laughs> like, I love, I love JGL. That guy's sweet. Um, I guess so we could, before like we start talking, we could talk about like some things for the Batman. I have some things that I want to ask, but do we have any like final? Because I mean, like, one of the final things I want to talk about with this movie is as the least amount of Michael Caine Alfred. It's a bummer. I and Lucius Fox that has the least amount of him as well. Those two, I mean, like, they're not like Alfred's more integral than Lucius's, but I mean, I still love both those characters. And I mean, Alfred's here for the first thirty minutes of the movie, and then he's gone until the end, and he gives that like phenomenal performance like at the end there's like that one scene where he's crying at thomas and martha's grave and he's like i failed one take really that was one take they one take they showed up they lit the scene nolan called action michael kane delivered and he went yeah okay we're good we don't need to do that again and that was it one take that's how goaded michael kane is though dude that guy is that dude that dude is all time that guy mm. is all time one of the greatest actors ever. Ever. Yeah. I and, will say I'll say you go. Oh no, I was just I was just gonna say they I felt like they were trying to bring out some of the emotional weight through the conversations with Alfred 
think the thing that I didn't quite buy in those particular scenes was just I I don't know when I get what he was saying was like when I when I leave like me leaving is is all that I have to get you to understand and I don't know I just I don't think Alfred would ever do that I don't know would mm-hmm. he would he, like I I I got what they were going for but I just I never after everything they had been through in Batman Begins in the dark night, I just, I had always felt like Alfred was always going to be there. And I get that, you know, the whole thing is him trying to get him to have a life beyond Batman. And I don't know. I just, I mean, for him being like, things are always going to get worse before they got better. And like him being like that moral compass for Bruce. I just think it's in my opinion, I, I don't buy it as much. And it just bumps me up because I, I thought he did such a great job and he, Alfred was never wrong in this trilogy. I feel like he was always like spot on. Right. So I just to see him like exit so early on. Like, I, I'm curious, like this is just me nitpicking maybe, but like, where did he go? then? Like, did he leave Gotham? Like when it was being held hostage or like, what did he do? But I mean, that's just me. I, I loved him though. And I loved Lucius, but I wish they were in the movie more. But again, that's just me being all nitpicky fan. But I don't know. Cal, do you have anything left with the movie? I will say it does sound like we did just take a dump on this movie for like the last 40 minutes, but I will say, I remember this vividly. Like when I know we just kind of, we took a dump about the K or the, the pit sequence, but I vividly remember our theater when he makes the jump, he catches and he gets out of the pit. I remember everybody going crazy, screaming and clapping. Oh no. Cause there's, there's, yeah, there are some great, like truly great cinematic moments, like moments that like still like give you chills. Like I said, like the, the quote unquote, the return of the Batman is a, that whole sequence I think is really, really well done. And and it's super effective when he, when the, the slow drawing out at the end where you find out that the autopilot got fixed and then the reveal of like, what was the admin on that? And, and there, there are absolutely those stand up and cheer moments. There's no question. I just, um, it, I, I guess my whole thing was like, it was, it, it was it just seemed so impossible for them to be able to one up what had just come before it mm-hmm. on an emotional level and they did everything they could to try um i just felt like they put more of the emphasis on scaling up the action and the aesthetic versus uh the overall personal journey which was the heart and soul of those first two movies and yeah. why those two movies, why, like you guys said, Batman begins, even though it came out in 05, it totally holds up. Yeah. percent holds up dark Knight, Same thing. It's odd. I, I'm, I don't want to say the dark Knight rises doesn't hold up, but the other two, despite being older, hold up better in my opinion. And I mm-hmm. think it's because they really nailed the, the personal journey that Bruce Wayne goes on in both of those films. And this one just, it, it doesn't quite get there. It just sort of felt like, when are we, when are we getting to the end of this mm-hmm. versus like, I, I, I guess the other ones, like I, I, it's like, where, like, where are we going? <laughs> like this is, yeah, I, you I know, like it's a roller coaster. And this one was more just like, all right, let's 
I don't know. Just it, the pacing felt a little bit off, and and I just wanted more in in the in the the yeah in Bruce Wayne's personal journey. That's really what it boils down to. Yeah, I mean, I think I, this is at least I know I know Cal is going to say agree with me on this, but I think it's in order. It's this is like, and this is a really good movie. It's it's been out for ten years now. I mean, so I mean, we've sat on it forever and rewatching yeah. it. Like, uh, I mean, there's definitely things wrong with it, but I mean, when you talk about iconic trilogies, this Lord of the Rings, Back to the Future, yeah. it's like oh, yeah. these, like you can't, you can't even question these because these are all stellar movies and there's not like major issues with them. I mean, this is just us being Batman super fans and sitting down and being like, okay, this is like what we would have rather seen. But okay. I mean, it goes, it goes, rises, begins, Dark Knight. Like it's, it's after seeing begins. I mean, the big I was surprised at how strong Batman Begins held up. Like I mm. was like, eh, I'm going to like rises more. I'll watch it. And like, we'll just see how it goes. I loved begins. I was like, holy crap. This is phenomenal. I really miss iconic, truly iconic superhero scores. Like yeah. the dark Knight trilogy, the music from beginning to end is so iconic and it's so good like all of it all of it is so so good and it's so appropriate and it's so specific like you can hear it like and it's it's cool because even like you know dark knight rises has a very that like with the chanting and then like dark Mm -hmm. knight it's that 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 sort of like I don't know Nails what it on is. the chalkboard. Yeah, it's just like, and it's slow and it builds from there. It's, oh man. No, I love it. I, I love the theme for the new one too. Yeah, I, I've I've only really heard what's in trailers. To be honest with you, I'm doing whatever I can to go into the Batman as cold as possible. Like I've watched both trailers that have come out. Outside of that, I'm doing whatever I can to try and, and, and avoid stuff. As much as I can. As much as... <laughs> I've watched clips like for everything, so I've seen it. I'm like Batman running through GCPD. Oh my god! There's a there's one. There's a clip of Batman running through GCPD. That's all I'll say. I don't want to like say give any more, but like, let me tell you, dude, it is a major thumbs up. Yeah, he's running through, and it's like we'll have to talk to you about it after we see the movie. But I mean, it's I'm gassed up to see this new movie because I mean, I said same when we were when we were recording, I was like. I think the Dark Knight, like it's easily the best comic book movie of all time. If not, like it's up there in people's like it's one of the best movies of all time on some people's lists. I, I would. It's tough because I want to say the Dark Knight is, and then I think like oh well, like I don't know, Infinity War. Uh, that's that's pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. I I think, but then like a part of me is like would we have infinity war if we, I mean, I felt like, I felt like the world needed the dark night. Like mm-hmm. it really I, showed you like, this is what a superhero movie can be. Like, this is what a comic book movie can be like. It doesn't have to be all, you know, goofy action, nonsensical, straightforward dialogue. Like you can have a psychological thriller be a comic book movie. And you can have Oscar-worthy performances in comic book movies. I I think, yeah, that. I just, 
I, there's something about it that just makes it stand out compared like i love infinity war I, it's like i said my top just right away like just thinking listing off my top four comic book movies it's i mean in no specific order i guess well dark knight it's always gonna be one for me but i mean dark knight and then after that it's infinity war spider-verse and logan like those like four are just like the cream of the crop it's like you can't get better like superhero movies than those logan we would not have logan if it weren't for the dark knight exactly like the dark knight we needed a film to get as dark as the dark knight and flirt with that line of like pg-13 rated r sort of like that balance in order to get something like logan that's like we're going all the way there like we're going all the way there and uh yeah logan's great i hadn't seen logan in forever Mm -hmm. but uh but i i i really think that i mean after seeing trailers and after seeing the clips for this movie the batman i really and like i have high expectations i had a lot of expectations going into the the last jedi it's a different story for a different day but uh (laughs) i really think that this might be this has a strong chance to be the best comic book movie of all time i really do i am gassed up i mean like i've seen the clips i've seen the The iceberg i mean gordon uh falcone i mean it's it looks really good dude the visuals i it looks like a batman movie shot by david fincher is kind of what it looks like. Mm. It's got mm-hmm. very like seven zodiac that kind of a vibe to it. Very creepy. But uh, yeah, I guess so. If we don't have anything else with the movie, I had a little little fun list compiled here of one star Batman movie reviews. If you guys want to hop into it here, sure. You ready to jump into this, Cal? Yes, sir. All right. Now, these are only for the Dark Knight trilogy. At first, I was like, oh, maybe I'll do all the Batman movies. But we watched the Dark Knight movies, and some of these are, like, really bad (laughs) reviews, which I think will make very fun for uh, you guys trying to guess. So I guess I'll let each of you just try to give a guess for what the review is, and then I will just break the news to you. We'll go through a couple of these. It'll be fun. Sweet. So. Ugh. Morally confused mess of toxic masculinity and capitalism. <laughs> God. <laughs> We're supposed to guess which one that is? Yep. That's probably the third one, right? I was going to say the first one. Oh, that's... It is Batman Begins. Oh, okay. All right. It's the capitalism thing that got me because I'm like, it's because he's got like, like, why does he have all these money to buy his cars and stuff? <laughs> It's like because his parents. I mean, I can see. I I would see that more being the Dark Knight Rises, though, because I mean, it's like capitalism, and I mean, the whole thing is like ah, the rich and the poor. And that I I thought, yeah, I assumed class warfare, and and then just the toxic masculinity bit, the whole Bane just (laughs) doing his thing. (laughs) Um, I I love this one. This one's hilarious to me. I went on a cruise that had one channel and they looped this movie over and over again and I'm still having nightmares of how bad it is. Dang. That is mean. (laughs) I just imagine this person on a cruise and they keep playing the same Batman movie and they're like, get me out of this hellhole. Well, would it be the third one then? I mean, I guess. I don't know know how you could watch Batman Begins in the Dark Knight and be like, this movie's terrible. 
it is Batman Begins. Oh, no! Wow. <laughs> that I... person probably was seasick, so... <laughs> They're not having a good day. Yeah. I, I just... That'd be miserable. They probably wanted to throw up if they were on a cruise and they just saw this movie over and over again. Probably knew it by heart. But, alright. I love this one as well. This one's hilarious to me. This is the worst movie I've seen in my whole life. Second to The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> Why? So, these are all from Letterboxd, I should say. These are Letterboxd reviews, Dude. and I'm like, what the hell? The Blind Side's so good, though. Dude, I want to just like... <laughs> Sandra Bullock just catching sprays on com- uh, strays on comic book movie reviews is just mean. <laughs> like she's just standing over here, like what? <laughs> oh man! Uh, let's go. The worst movie you've ever seen. I I just don't know how you could watch The Dark Knight and and think that. So I'm gonna go. Well, at one point I gotta be right. I'm gonna go Dark Knight Rises for the fourth straight. <laughs> I might say the Dark Knight. It is the Dark Knight. Dude, (laughs) they have to just be doing it because they think it's funny. They have to. Well, the Blind Side thinks just mean. Like that's just a mean person. Like I don't think the Blind Side's a great movie, but like, come on, man, it's It's so heartwarming though. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just fun. It's just a yeah. It's a nice sports movie. You feel good about yourself at the end. You're like, ah, yeah. (laughs) The movie sucks and I hate Sandra Bullock. (laughs) I'll do do like two or three more here. Um, Okay. This one's a great one, too. It's a little bit of a longer one. So let me begin by saying I wish I were eating Chinese food while watching this movie as I would have had chopsticks handy to remove my own eyeballs. This film lacked in everything and every area to even make it slightly entertaining. The action scenes had no bang to them. The fight scenes looked like two drunken hillbillies throwing punches at one another. I would rather let the predator skin me alive and then watch this film again. <laughs> this, this guy had way too much free time to write that, to take out, to take the time to think of that review well uh i'm gonna go out on a limb and guess the dark knight rises <laughs> <laughs> that was gonna be my guess as well it is the dark knight rises Yay! <laughs> i got one i almost was like i think he's gonna pick one that's the dark knight rises just for me i should just pick batman <laughs> begins now but i was like no you can't, you can't stray from the bit this is my bit now we gotta Faithful. keep it yeah, I I wish I had chopsticks to gouge my eyes out. Oh, Lord. Those aren't really useful for gouging things. Good for stabbing. But, yeah, I was going to say, I had sushi the other night. I did not think that they would make a good melee weapon. So, <laughs> um, make these chopsticks disappear. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll do... I'll do two more here. This one's a, This one's a great one as well. To me, this movie is like Taylor Swift and that there was a time in college where I at least had to pretend that it was fun to watch and not look like a snob. Well, I seriously hated everything about it. Besides, not being a good movie, it's the opposite of fun. This is, there is zero blockbuster, dumb, fun enjoyment to be found here. It's dark and up its own ass the entire time. Oh, I'm going to oh. go Dark Knight on that yeah. one. That, that definitely sounds like Dark Knight. It is the Dark Knight. Yeah. That one... 
I just, I don't know why, but in my head, I, I like the moment you were like, I had to pretend I liked this in college. And I was like, I bet I went to college with somebody like that was in the theater department. Cause like, if you think about it, when I got to the theater department, it was 08 and everybody was, was like all about Heath Ledger and everybody was talking about that movie. So I could totally see somebody being like, yeah, I, I, I don't like that movie, but I can't say that or this whole party will turn on me. Yeah. <laughs> Whether I'm that stray island, like I'm the one person who doesn't like the movie, <laughs> they'll cast you out like a leper. <laughs> exactly. Um, we'll close out with uh, with this one. Oh my fucking god, this movie is so dumb. First off, they talk so effing stupidly. Second off, the action scenes are so fast that I have no effing clue what's going on. Thirdly, if you're going to twist every second of the movie, it's not unpredictable anymore because I'm obviously predicting that there's going to be a twist. This is so dumb and it does not pass the Bechdel test. Men with small penises enjoy this movie. A masterpiece is what I would say if this was High School Musical 2. <laughs> I was going to say that's the third one. Yeah. Damn, it sucks having a small penis, I guess. <laughs> we all have small penises yeah. in the Dark Knight. Oh, <laughs> no! It is the Dark oh, Knight. Oh, man. that's awful. I was like, <laughs> it damn. Feels like, feels like a, a Karen re- review. I, it I, does. I moving so fast, I couldn't see any of it. I didn't know what was going on. I couldn't follow it. One out of five stars. <laughs> I assume that's like the parents who brought their like they probably like thought it was like, oh, it's a Batman movie. They bring their little kids to like I will wait, did you and I go see Deadpool together and like we watched this family walk in with like five year olds and we're like, oh man, they're in the wrong theater right now. <laughs> I don't buddy know Cole. how that can happen. I don't understand that. I don't understand how you can be that kind of parent. All of the information is available to you. Like, I don't understand how that could happen. It's only going to get worse with Deadpool under Disney. (laughs) It's going to be. Parents are like, it's a Disney movie. And it's like, it is not a Disney movie. (laughs) I don't think they even left the theater. I was like, oh, God. (sighs) Those kids were in for a ride. I'm going to be honest with you guys. It would be hard for me to enjoy the movie if I knew that. If I was like sitting down in the theater to see Deadpool for the first time and then two parents brought a bunch of their five-year-olds in, I'd be like, I'm just watching these kids. Like Their lives are forever going to be changed by what they're about to see. (laughs) They literally, like there was the world before Deadpool and then there's going to be the world after Deadpool. And that's all I'm going to be thinking about watching this. I think Deadpool's my first live action rated R movie, so I mean That's a good one. Same. Mine, was, mine was Sin City. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, well, that was yeah, for my birthday. Wow. But um so I have one last thing I guess related to Batman before we jump topics here, but a big thing that Cal and I talked about, um, so I we've talked about who we think the main villain for the the sequel because they've already greenlit a sequel and they're they're early in production for it according to Matt Reeves. So Cal, who did you think that you wanted to be the villain for the sequel to this? Well, I read the I sent you one of the articles of who he wants to have, and I remember saying him as one of the villains I wanted, but I don't know 
because our original one was the Court of Owls is what you and I, you had said that. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. But I had originally wanted Mr. Freeze. Um, I, I'm a big Court of Owls. I don't know if you're familiar with the Court of Owls, Drew, but I, so I they're an to, old, new actually, but. Well, so a, uh, a buddy of mine, um, so that new game that's coming out, I think it's being made by Rocksteady, Gotham Knights. Mm-hmm. That, that, I think the main antagonist for that game is going to be the Court of Owls. It is. And yeah, they're just like, uh, aren't they like a secret underground society, almost like an Illuminati thing that runs Gotham? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, they've they've been under Gotham the whole time, and like they're basically like the upper class wealthy people, but like they're part of some like secret like cult group that just like controls everything that happens, like eyes wide shut kind of stuff. It's like Bohemian yeah. Grove, but in Gotham City. Okay. Yeah, and they have like their enforcers, the talents that like sort of you know take out major players on the board that like are causing too much of an issue. So in the comics, in the New Fifty Two run that they had like ten years ago or so, um they tried taking out Bruce Wayne because he was like too much of a player on the board. And in the comics, then um, he's, he's underground in like their like labyrinth maze area. And the court of owls are like watching from like a viewing room, like way, way, way far away. And they're watching him in this labyrinth, try to make his way out. And he's down there for like a week, just losing his mind. He's like hallucinating. And like, he's like surviving off what he has, like within like his bat belt. And like, I, I want to see that. I want to see a court of owls thing just because we've already seen like, we're seeing the Riddler. We've already seen Mr. Freeze a while back. We've seen the Joker. We've seen Bane. I want to see it like go in a new direction and see a new villain. But I guess I was curious like on what you wanted to see for a sequel for this. I mean, to be honest with you, as long as so like Mr. Freeze would be cool, but I guess I don't Mr. Freeze is such a a a abstract kind of villain, you know? Um, and it just seems like this new the Batman is supposed to be like hyper realized. Um, I guess I don't know much about the Court of Owls. Whatever and main antagonist villain, whatever you want to call him, whatever they were planning on using, I would just want it to be something that feels authentic to the world that 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 it's taking place in. Um, so, I mean, based on what I've heard about the Court of Owls, that would probably be one of the more logical ones. Um, but like, I don't see, I guess my thing is like, I like the emotional aspect of, of Mr. Freeze and like that sort of tragic figure, you know, set out to do something really good and, and save his, his wife and his family. Um, but I don't know how you could make that character work in a world that looks like what the Batman is going to be. Um, so I guess I mean that's as long as it's as long as it just sort of fits the universe. I mean they could really have it be anybody. I mean it seems like DC has accepted in having almost like multiple different like they're not going to have just one extended universe. It looks like it looks like they're just going to have a bunch of different stuff going on all the time. Um, that's what I want. I don't want it to stay in one world. I want them to just like make own. Because like I don't see Poison Ivy really working in in the world of the Batman, but you could do something fun with like Margot Robbie in like that Suicide Squad, James Gunn sort of a thing. I think mm-hmm. that would be a good spot for that. I don't mm-hmm. know. I would want. I would probably. I mean, I don't know. I I. 
I know that we've now done, we've really done the Joker. Like we've really done the Joker in all the ways that you can probably do it. Honestly, though, after No Way Home, I would love to see Willem Dafoe play the Joker. Just yes. one time. One time. Yep. One time. Just, in it, just one movie. It wouldn't even need to be. I mean, I would love for it to be like a massive, massive part. But like, I don't know. I I had been saying from the beginning that I thought Robert Pattinson was going to kill it as Bruce Wayne. I still think that's that's to be that's that's going to be true i think he's going to kill it i would love to see robert pattinson face off against willem dafoe i think two acting juggernauts i think they would really really deliver i i don't know i would really love to see willem dafoe get a chance to play the joker just feels like it's it's too perfect it's too good of a fit to not have it one time Mm -hmm. you're fond of me lobster you've seen the lighthouse right (laughs) the uh uh, Lighthouse, right? Yeah, yeah, great it's a classic. Oh, it's a wild just, movie. It's bananas. I mean, wild. like, I even like what what Cal was saying and kind of what you're saying. I mean, Joker could maybe even be like locked up in Arkham, and like you get one of those scenes where it's just like they have like that interaction, like they're talking to one another. Because I mean, it, okay, if I give like a little tiny like spoiler from one of the clips from the Batman. So yeah. I talk about uh, the Iceberg Lounge. And you remember okay. the Iceberg Lounge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Arkham, Arkham City. So I was saying, I was like, if the Iceberg Lounge is already an established area within this universe, Arkham is 100%. Because the Iceberg Lounge is way more like obscure compared to Arkham. So And Arkham is like a staple part of Batman and like his villains. So I was thinking, I was like, it'd be kind of cool maybe if like the Joker is already like locked away in there or something. And it was like early on in his career where he got him. And then, I mean, like they just have that interaction. Because I mean... I don't want to see the Joker again, personally. That's just me because like, I want to see like them explore new villains. But I mean, that being said, if it was Willem Dafoe, I would take back what I said, because a lot of people think that it's going to be the actor. I don't know if you know who Barry Keegan Hogan is. Barry Keegan Hogan. I want to say that's how you pronounce it. I think it's Key Hogan. Key Hogan. Let me look. Let me. Barry. Barry Key Hogan. It's. Yep. Key. He got, I don't know how to say his last name. He's in the Eternals. Um, I, there's another movie that he's in though as well. Dunkirk. He's in. Yeah, he's in Dunkirk Eternals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People oh, are yeah, saying yeah. that. People are saying that he is going to be the Joker. Which I mean, I don't really think. I think he's a great actor. Um, but I just, I don't want to jump into another Joker story already. Would it be like it's the second movie of a Batman trilogy? We're gonna do the Joker now. It's like I don't want to see that again because we just got off of like the heels of like the Dark Knight trilogy, not the heels. Spent ten years, but I mean, I don't want to see like that same like format of them doing it. And I know Cal, you're big on you want to see an actual Santa Prisca Bane, dude. I want to see like a legit like comic accurate interpretation of Bane being like from a Latin American island. He yeah. runs the island and maybe the league of shadows inhabits the island. Cause that's what they do in young justice, which is so sick. Ah, anyways, no, absolutely. I guess that it, it's, it sucks because you, it seems like the thing that I like the most about the Batman is just like, again, how like hyper realistic it, it looks to be in terms of a comic book movie, obviously a comic book movie is a comic book movie and they're all going to have certain elements to them that are grandiose and over the top. However, 
um, by making it that sort of tone, you eliminate some of the wackier, more out there kind of villains, I feel like. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, how would you make, like, Clayface? Like, how would you make that work yeah. in a Matt Reeves Batman universe? I, I don't yeah. know. And I love that. I love that villain. One of my favorite villains in, like, all, like, dude, you talk about Arkham City, one of the best twists ever mm-hmm. in, in yeah. a Batman story. I mean, chills just thinking about it. But, like, I, and, and I think, I think in the right setting, you could make an an awesome character arc antagonist out of Clayface, but I don't know. It, it, it needs to be the right fit for the universe. Um, it's yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to Gotham Knights. I uh, haven't played any like superhero video games in a while that I've really dug into. I really want to play uh, um, kill the justice league. I haven't played that. I really want to play the new Guardians of the Galaxy game. I heard that is sick. Oh, I've I've seen some stuff for it, but I mean, I just I I'm more excited because I know, like you said, Gotham Knights. I mean, it's a Batman game. Gotta yeah, follow it up. But then I know that the Kill the Justice League—that's a Rocksteady game as well that they're doing, and that comes out. It's supposed to. It was supposed to come out this year. Got pushed back to next Kill year. The that's like a Suicide Squad game, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, but Isn't I mean, that in get, the Arkhamverse, it is in the Arkhamverse, and apparently, Gotham Knights is not supposed to because they're like Gotham, they said Gotham Knights is not because but Bruce Wayne is dead. <laughs> so because yeah, like, because Batman is dead. So. But I mean, he kind of dies in like this one, so it's kind of in Arkham Knight. So it's like, yeah, I mean, come on, this is totally going to be a sequel up to Arkham Knight, in my yeah. opinion. But yeah. I mean, after this movie gets done, the Batman gets done. They say that the post credit scene is like, it sets up the next villain, which is why I kind of wanted to pose that question. But I mean, I don't know. I will have to wait and see. I got my tickets for Tuesday. So Sweet. I got my fan premiere. I'm, I'm gassed up. Calcine on Thursday. When are you seeing it? Uh, I have not gotten my tickets yet. Um, I'm probably going to see it super late at night by myself at some point like i'm just gonna wait for a spot to do it um i used to have uh, amc a list mm. pay 23 bucks a month you can see up to three movies a week no extra charge um but when the industry basically not like tanks or anything but like we had you know two years of a pandemic there was no movies coming out or anything like that so i got rid of that I'll go see it at some point, probably opening weekend. I'll probably, <laughs> I'll probably sneak off at some point and go see it. Shout out, but yeah, I know we got to skip here. Cal's got to, Cal's got to bounce a little soon. So I do. I guess uh, I think though that's all we have. I mean, we're hyped for the Batman Dark Knight yes. trilogy. It's gassed up. I mean, it's Batman. Who doesn't love Batman? So. Absolutely. The guy who but hates I mean, Sandra Bullock as well, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, I hate you. And the blind side sucks. F but, Batman, um, Sandra Bullock in the blind side. All right. He's gonna he, he's gonna get a he's the Batman's gonna come out and then he's gonna review that movie. He's gonna be like, This movie is the worst movie I've ever seen. Second only to Bird Box. <laughs> <laughs> he's taking shots at Sandra Bullock films on reviews for Batman movies. Yeah. It's actually just his digs at Sandra's like I hate her. 
It's oh, really um, who did wasn't Sandra Bullock with Ben Affleck at one point or someone? Uh, I don't know. Probably it's one Jennifer of her ex boyfriends back with them. <laughs> ben Affleck is reviewing Batman movies, taking shots at Sandra yeah. Bullock. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they're together. This could be. They might not have been together at all. Who knows? But uh, I guess if you enjoyed the episode, follow us on Spotify, Legionnaire Podcast. You had an email you want to shoot us, or you have a question on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Legionnaire Pod. But uh, I guess with that, Drew, it's always fun having you. I mean, first time having you on, we'll definitely have you on again. I mean, we can come back anytime. Thank you both for having me. I'm super proud of you guys. I I love what you're doing. I look forward to listening every week. I, uh, yeah, it gives me something else to look forward to. So every time I listen or I hear like some like geek news or something, you know, and something's coming out or there, you know, a new release of something or a, a, a teaser for something. I know I was like, well, the guys are definitely going to talk about this on their next episode. And I look forward to hearing it. So I'm really, really proud of you both. And thank you both for having me. Shout out. It's always a blast. Thank you very man. much. Yes. I will I will let Cal send us away. We are Legion. <laughs>